it's great to see that there's more focus now on food systems and it has become a main theme in the COP perspective. However, if you think about that, one third of global greenhouse gases actually from the food system, so farm to fork, I think there should be even more focus on whether it's food waste, whether it's other aspects of the food systems and transport and also innovation that we have to think about because who are the people who are suffering most from climate change? It's essentially people in developing countries which are oftentimes hungry and small the farmers. COP28 is underway. What are your hopes and expectations for this meeting? So what I'm really hopeful about is that not only will we get some big announcements and commitments, but also tangible actions. And this is where I think innovation can play a key role because innovations can show a sign of hope also in the short term and at the same time prove that change is possible, not just longer term, but even right now. The uh, Loss and Damage Fund, which had been under discussion for years and was agreed upon last year in Sharm el-Sheikh, was operationalized on the first day of this COP28, has been hailed as potentially a key climate justice instrument. What is your reaction to that? And how do you think we can help ensure that this funding trickles down to those on the front lines of climate change? No, first of all, that's great news that this funding commitment has actually come together, specifically as early in the COP process this year. Now, I think at the same time, we should be pushing for even more funding. There's a lot more that we need, and specifically also for innovations and for trickling down impacts. We need to think about not just restorative action, but also anticipatory action, but also prevention measures like innovations that we can actually invest into the future so that you'll have more impact longer term down the line. On that topic, you have experience as the head of the Innovation Accelerator at the World Food Program. You were at the forefront of the launch some years ago now of the famous Share the Meal app. So innovative solutions to directly assist those in need. Do you have any examples of projects that you may have recently championed or fast-tracked with the Accelerator, which fit into this kind of anticipatory action to assist those most affected by climate change? Yeah. One innovation that we've been supporting for World Food Program in Oxfam is called R4, so Rural Resilience Initiative. And what it does, it's essentially combining specific actions with small farmers and private sector insurance models so that not only can you actually make change happen, but you also leverage private sector investments into climate adaptation, which is really, really exciting. Other examples, two startups from our portfolio this year have actually just won the Earthshot Prize awarded by Prince William. S4S Technologies, which is a solar-based food dryer based in India, and the other one is called Bumitra that enables uh, smaller farmers to make climate adaptation actions based on satellite imagery and AI. And I think this is really exciting to see, not only that you have these small innovations, but that they also can go to scale. While at COP28, which stakeholders will you be connecting with and how do you think you'll be trying to push forward partnerships that can better enable progress on the types of issues that you just mentioned? On the one hand, we want to connect with traditional partners, so whether it's governments, whether it's foundations, but also corporates that we're already working with, but then also broadening the discourse to new people, to getting more private sector people engaged, more investors, CEOs. And I think that's where the key lies. How can we actually bring the message out that through innovations, you can make an impact 
right now and even at scale. And on that note, we've started hearing at COP more and more about the fact that the climate crisis is not gender neutral. Women in those already very much affected communities are often bearing the brunt of this climate upheaval. They have less access to finance. They have more trouble rebuilding their livelihoods after a climate disaster. Do you have any examples of projects that you might be working on or championing which have a gender focus? So one of the startups I mentioned before, S4S Technologies, that won the Earthshot Prize, specifically, it's a solar-based food dryer. The startup works with women entrepreneurs. So it's 1,200 female entrepreneurs in India that operate these solar-based food dryers. And they've already impacted 700,000 of smallholder farmers that have increased their income in India. We've also launched an initiative that we call SheCan. SheCan is a blended finance initiative where we provide loans specifically to female farmers and female entrepreneurs to people who are typically excluded from microfinance. So we have really promising results already from the first three countries where this is operating. But again, moving ahead to how can we include them into the traditional financial models and also help them expand their businesses. What is your message to the leaders, to those who will be making decisions here at COP28 from your perspective of innovation that has to benefit those most in need in the climate crisis? Message number one has to be, we need a lot more action right now and at scale. And innovation is one of the key levers that can get us there. While we need more funding, I think innovation has the opportunity to, like where small investments can make a difference to invest into the future. And we're seeing this already right now. Our WFP Innovation Accelerator last year, the innovation we support has positively impacted 30 million people already. And they've raised a total of $200 million of grant funding after we've supported them. Share the meal, the micronation app of the World Food Program. I mean, it's so simple. With 80 cents, you can share your meal with a child in need or an adult in need. Share the meal has now recently just hit the 200 million meals mark. So it's now 200 million meals shared. So over $130 million that have been shared by specifically young people. So Gen Z, people who are mobile first users, they are using the app. So that's also another sign of hope. Now, this just goes to show that innovations don't have to be small. They can go to scale. And I'm hopeful that if we invest more effort in where to bring this message out into the open, that we can make more change happen, not tomorrow, but right now.